From our eyeballs to your ear holes, it's Dude Have You Seen This. I'm Anthony, and joining me today is the ever-luscious, sometimes referred to as OJ because he's the main squeeze golden. Hello. And we are just going to be talking to you about everything under the sun that we can possibly think of. We're trying to get our episode going for Mega Time Squad, Mr. Sir's Pick, but the fucking weather in the south towns of Buffalo <laughs> is atrocious. Yeah. It's a glacial tundra. It does not comply with our podcasting schedule. Yeah, basically, uh, the ground dogs out shadow days at... Uh... Early spring, and he's full of shit. <laughs> oh, and it is Groundhog's Day. Well, maybe Mr. Sir will get another chance tomorrow to make it. <laughs> <laughs> he's just going to be stuck in his driveway in an infinite loop. <laughs> that's that's how he breaks the cycle, is by getting out of his driveway. <laughs> <laughs> so, in preparation for... Our upcoming episode on Mega Time Squad, we are going to be talking time travel. But before that, we're just going to kind of reminisce a little bit about what we've been watching before we get into, like, the theory of time travel in movies and what works, what doesn't. Golden's got a whole science behind it. (laughs) If you listen to our old podcast, PHFcast, you'll know he was our resident movie scientist. So (laughs) he's going to have all that logic. He's going to throw it right into your brains whether you want it or not. Basically, most movies, once they put in time travel, fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it right up. There's so It's so easy to do a paradox. That's why there there is a scientific belief out there that if you were to travel back in time, you wouldn't be able to uh, interact. It would all be because it's already happened, so you'll be more like a uh, casual viewer, which keeps you from fucking up the world. Basically. And we will get to that as the main segment of our show. But first, I've watched a ton of shit. You've watched a ton of shit. Yeah, I have. Was any of it good? Oh, dude, I'm still in love with Misfits. Um, The wife and I just finished Sex Education, which is a British show on Netflix. Actually really good. Yeah. Um, It's two seasons. I think they have two seasons. Do you guys kind of understand how sex works a lot better now? I do. It It was good. I was like, wait, you put this in that? What? So you're thinking in your head, that's where my daughter came from? I was curious this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) The stork didn't drop her off, or did it? I don't know. I didn't watch the show. The downside is, is that it's British show, so that means only eight episodes per season. So, you know, you're like just getting into it, and you're like, wait a second, this feels really like a season for the end it is. Okay. Uh, I know, and (laughs) British TV is so good. But it's so short. Maybe they would have won the fucking war, the Revolutionary War. Had they been willing to do more than eight fucking episodes of show, assholes. <laughs> Man, this war's lasted more than eight days. Fuck. Let's just give it to them. Exactly. See? <laughs> I say that knowing that I soon will have a nephew-in-law that is British. Really? Yeah. I've already been told that I'm not allowed to bring a bag of tea to the to the wedding, which, by the way, I'm perform- I'm the officiant for it. Oh, you are. And I'm just gonna bring a I'm gonna bring a tea bag, and I'm gonna look for any source of water. And at some point, I'm just going to launch it into there and go, no taxation without representation, fucker. (laughs) Middle fingers up, and I'm going to walk out. (laughs) Um, 
Are you going to be wearing a priest outfit, and are you going to dress like a raptor as well? (laughs) (laughs) I will be the the Velocipastor. That's just a joke, because Golden's pick coming up, (laughs) if we ever get to it, is going to be Velocipastor. Between the flu and the weather... We have not been able to fucking do any of the coronavirus, I think yeah. it was, killed, tried, to, tried yeah. to murder us all. We, this could be from behind the, beyond the grave. I don't right. know. We may have all died. I mean, it could be an international plot to perform espionage on the show. That's right. They, they want to stop us, but they can't stop us. Yeah. We're here to get the information to you, listener. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Everybody's like, I'm turning this off. They've gone crazy. Yeah. They're like, this is, this is weird. What's going on? Without they Mr. haven't been Sir. on in a few weeks. and <laughs> Well, Mr. Sir, to keep everything organized, yeah. <laughs> everything gets fucked. Cracking that whip. <laughs> so I've actually been watching The Outsider on HBO. I don't know if you've watched that at all. I have not. Dude, it's so good. So basically, it's an adaption of a Stephen King novel. Mm. I kind of wish they didn't put that on there, but I get that's why they put it on, his name on there to sell it. Because at first, you don't really have any idea that there may be be anything supernatural going on because it opens up this kid's been murdered and then you find out that the local coach was spotted by multiple eyewitnesses who's played the coach is played by jason bateman oh okay and he's been spotted by multiple eyewitnesses but this kid was brutally murdered like ripped apart almost like animal style however they have security footage like he after he kills the kid he goes to a strip club and a couple other places where he's on camera but then you find out towards the end of the episode in the second episode, over 80 miles away at the same time, he's at a teacher conference about banned books, and he's on camera as well. So they're like, how the hell is he going at two places at the same time? But they have all this DNA evidence against him, so they are so they throw him in jail, and, and then shit really starts hitting the fucking fan. So the main cop gets suspended and he hires this private investigator to start looking into stuff. And she's supposed to be a little kooky, but she's, she's pretty with it on, on what happens. She has a photographic memory and stuff. And she starts realizing that there's something else supernaturally involved that can take the shapes of people. If it's Stephen King, then it's aliens. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> so if it's Stephen King, then it's aliens. <laughs> Not necessarily. It, it it is later Stephen King though, so maybe <laughs> not coke fueled, like in the tall grass. It never specifically said it was aliens. It's true, just the rock from beyond. <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched like a bunch of movies, but all old stuff like Toy Story. I watched Rio Bravo. Have you seen that? I have not. That is a very, very, very good Western. If you're into Westerns, if not. Uh, I think my problem is, is growing up, like, my dad loved Westerns, so he would put them on all the time, and I just could not get into them. Gotcha. I need something weird to happen. Right. Like, not not someone riding a horse into town. Like <laughs> Daniel Craig with a wrist thing of alien technology? Yeah. There you go. See? <laughs> <laughs> Cowboys vs. Aliens, of course, we're referring to there. I watched uh, Countdown. I got it from Redbox. And it's the one where they download an app, and it tells you exactly when you're going to Oh, die. that did look interesting. I think you were telling me about that, actually. It was, it was. I mean, it's a PG horror movie, but it's good. It's just, you know, unfortunately there's no tits in it. But <laughs> 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 it's funny, though, because, like, you know, everybody downloads the app as part of a game, you know, because they're all like, oh, whoever, 
whoever's going to die the soonest has to drink oh, everybody else's drink that's at the table now. And, you know, they download and everybody's like 69 years from now and 45 years from now and all this stuff. And then the one girl's like, fucking three days. Oh, shit. <laughs> they're like, Drake. Or no, the one was, no, sorry, she was like three hours. And then. So it's almost a ring type situation. Yeah. And so she's like, oh. And, her, and she's like freaking out. And her boyfriend's like, I don't know why you're freaking out. And uh, so they go to leave and he's drunk. And she's like, let's just walk. And he's like, no. He goes, I'm, I'm fine. Let's. He goes, just don't get out. And she's, so she gets out of the car and starts to walk. And when she does, like, the app tells her that she broke the user agreement. Oh, shit. And she's like, what? So then, I mean, she still ends up dying at the same time, but then, now she's brutally murdered. But she would have died in the car because the boyfriend wrecked the car and so the tree branch went through the passenger seat. It's almost like a final destination situation. You Like, the app doesn't make it so you die. It's just you are going to die soon. Yes, but if you use that information to change your to try to change your fate, then a demon because it's it's from a demon comes out for you. Oh, and like so, it's kind of like Final Destination mixed with uh, drag you to hell because like the demon tortures you for a while and then kills you at the time so, that you're supposed to die. Like if Samara was sadistic in the ring. Instead of just coming out of the TV to kill you, yes. she tortured you the yeah. whole seven days. It was it was a lot of it was pretty good though. Like I said, uh, the you, you have a crazy priest in it, which was like he made because they were trying to figure out what's going on, and uh, it's basically the app is from this demon that used to do like there was some prophecy or whatever that he the demon told the person when he was going to die, oh. and when and, the, and then he said, but if you. You know, you can't use this information to change your life. You have to still do what you would have done to die at that time. And so now, but now it's like, yo, let's bring it into the new world. And, you know, if she, everything she do, does, like she has a guy delete, try to delete the app from her phone. It won't delete. She fucking <laughs> uh, buys a brand new phone. As soon as she, like, like they pull it out of the box, activate it for her. She's walking away and ba so, it downloads right onto the phone. So basically what you're telling me is that in hell, they have some pretty decent IT courses that you can take or computer classes they for do. code writing. But then the funny thing is like they go to this dude to uh, to go into the app and re like crack the code of the app. And then he's like, ah, I'm just going to give myself a few more years. And he gives them more years. But then the app takes them all back. <coughs> the funny oh, thing shit. is it doesn't even punish him for doing that. Really? It's just like, nah. So, but that's the thing is that is the demon wrote the app, right? Right. Okay. And then, like the priest finally decides, he's like, "I know how to break this." He said, uh, "If you've proven the devil's a liar, he loses all power, because that if nothing else, the devil has to tell the truth." So they decide that if they can get someone to live past their time or die before their time, that the app has said, "Oh no, sure," then everything is null and void. But none of them are willing to kill anybody else, right? Uh, oh, okay, that's interesting. Well, because it turns because she remembers like this guy that um, tried to basically rape her, had downloaded the app, and he had like lots of years left. So she's like, "Fuck it," <laughs> because and it's like she wouldn't have until she finds out her sister fucking downloaded the app. Then it's that whole I gotta oh. protect my sister. Yeah, but then the demon protects the dot, like the guy that tried to rape her, kind oh, of sure. thing, because. He's like, no, this is the way it goes. Yeah, you're not, you're not destroying my app, motherfucker. Um, you said the name of its countdown is that video on demand or is that streaming? Uh, I got it from the Red Box. Red Box. So, okay. 
So definitely VOD that. And they they actually, I remember back when the commercials came out, they actually have the app. Oh, they do? Did you download it? I did. My wife got so pissed. <laughs> she did? Did you she tell did. her it's just a movie? I did. I was like, sweetie, it's just, it's a joke. It, it, it's, she's like, I don't care. You shouldn't mess with that stuff. So I'm like, I'm going to download it right now again. Also, your wife's pretty superstitious, huh? It's got the same, it's got the same uh, logo Icon. as the uh, thing. I'm going to download it right now. It's going to be like fucking two minutes around. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, I'm out, dudes. <laughs> Get to hear the on the uh, voice sound of me dying. Let's see. That would make for an interesting on-air episode. One of us would have to survive, though. I mean, right? Or, or else Mr. Sergis comes by and picks yeah. up the... If this has been his plan all along. <laughs> He's really not stuck in his driveway. <laughs> he just knew. He wrote this app and wants it to be real. I remember when I did it the first time, it said I had, like, fucking so many years. Allow. Well, it can't change, can it? I mean, since it's not real, I'm you not You have been smoking concerned. extra cigarettes lately. That's true. Well, oh, 32 years, 64 days, 21 hours, 46 minutes, and two seconds. Oh, that's a lifetime. See? I've got plenty. I'm not, there, by the way, the app is wrong. There's no way I'm making it that long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the same <laughs> amount of time, or, like, the same... Basically, death time it gave me last time. So there's just that. minus a few days. Well, it's been a few weeks. It's back oh. when the movie when the movie was first being advertised. Oh, so uh, you mean theaters, it's? I downloaded it. It didn't subtract those weeks. It's I think the it same. did. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh I, shit. I mean, because it probably just goes into your. Uh, I'm just, I'm just gonna make it sound like. Uh, yeah. This app is legit. And what's the name of the app? <laughs> Death Count. I put that in Death Countdown, and it's got like the Rams head thing. So I don't know if it was made by the movie or someone that's like saw the movie and was like, "We can do that." So two things: if you're into knowing when you die and apps written by demons, go download that on the App Store. Do it. So I mean, now you know I did the countdown, and I know that I'm, I've got 32 years to live. I'm, I can fucking go out there and be crazy now. Watch, I'm gonna say that, and then I'm gonna get an alert saying <laughs> saying that. Uh, I broke the user agreement, and now I'm going to die sooner. Fuck. Ah, shit. Yeah. Well, if you got to go, at least go with style, right? <laughs> okay, of course. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Man, I watched so much stuff. But like I said, like I was telling you before the show, a lot of older stuff. I had the flu for a week. so And I just didn't feel like watching any horror movies while I was sick. You, you must know. have been sick then. Yeah. <laughs> so I just watched a lot of childhood nostalgic movies just to see if I still liked it. Actually, at one point, I had woken up with a fever. And the first thought that came through my head, because my mind kept trying to connect all these clues constantly, like everything was a fucking mystery down to the most mundane things. And I could not shut it off. And it was fucking with my mind so bad. Like, I couldn't sleep because of it. Like, I just, I had a fever and I kept waking up every five minutes, fall asleep for five minutes, wake up. But I woke up and I was like, that's why this is the exact thought process that went through my head and it made sense at the time. I was like, that's why Slinky is so quiet is he's always plotting to kill Woody. (laughs) So I had to go back and watch the first Toy Story, which I barely remembered, just to see if there was any kind of correlation. And there's not. No. I mean... I mean, there is in the sense that that could be going on, but there's nothing to prove that. I still remember the one time I was, like, really sick, and I was having fever dreams, and I played our podcast while I was, like, oh, you having fever dreams. It fucked me all up, just hearing my own voice talking to me the whole time <laughs> about crazy shit. 
<laughs> Did it tell you to do anything that wasn't actually on the podcast? No, no, no. That, that was the day that I got fired, in fact. Oh, it was? From, <laughs> yeah. from... I woke up from my fever dream to a call from my uh, district manager who made me come in sick as a dog and then fired me. No shit. <laughs> I don't remember you being sick when you got fired. Cause I remember that we were doing the show at that point. It was just for that day. Like I, I usually don't get sick for very long because I basically induce fever dreams because I'll just put on the heaviest clothes I have, lay under about 3,000 blankets, drink NyQuil, and say, fuck it, if I die, I die. <laughs> yeah, that that was my problem. I didn't have any medicine in the house or anything, and once I finally got some ibuprofen, I started feeling better instantly. But I was down for a week, like four days. The longest I've ever had the flu was eight days, I think. Dude, I don't know. I honestly don't know how my household made it through this because – fucking everybody around us has been getting sick and like my daughter goes to daycare i i work in a bank so it's just like filthy money being handed to me my wife works retail like somehow that sickness and i'm that's me knocking on wood because i'm not fucking with this thing has missed us ever since i started working at the school i get sick not all the time like i I rarely get sick but when i do it's awful that's because kids are filthy yeah, just little petri dishes walking around, oh, yeah. spreading their drinks. That's why I'm always worried about my daughter at the daycare. Hanging out like candy. Like, they right. just hug. Yeah. Like, oh, give me a hug goodbye. You're sick, fucker. Don't touch her. <laughs> just wiping snot on the shoulder as yeah. they're hugging. Exactly. Ugh. And then uh, last last Sunday, I had to record, or we uh, filmed for the movie, and I had to do that without Bettino. Well, why don't you talk a little bit about the movie and then talk about how that went? Because I don't think the listeners may not know, and this may be their first episode. And if it is your first episode, thank you for listening. We hope you come back after this wild rant. Come back to us. <laughs> so, Bettino and I have been working for two years now on The Darkness Binds. Uh, it's because our first movie was an anthology. This movie is just one entire story. Just a side note, real quick. Uh, the first date was your first movie. Is that still streaming? It's on not. Amazon Prime, uh, I think on not. Amazon you can get the DVD still, and they're, but they're like twenty bucks almost. I'm like, oh, fuck. Shit. So. I think it's because now they're being sold by other people instead of like their like our contract has run its course. Right. Um, yeah, the first date was an anthology, and then this one's just a comedy horror feature film. And uh, we've been working really hard on it, but then so much stuff has happened in everybody's lives. Like the one star, she got pregnant. The one, the one set of stars, their business building sold. So they had to find a new place for their business, and then they were selling their house, so they're doing all that. So at this point now, we've actually filmed in five different houses that we have to stitch together like it's one house, but whatever. It'll happen. Yeah. Uh, so we finally we met on Columbus Day and figured out you know, to when we're going to film again and who's going to film, and we knocked out a – we decided that, the next, that last Sunday would be – uh day for filming but Bettino was still feeling sick and his like the one our one star has um her medication lowers her immune system so oh, okay. she shit, couldn't yeah. be anywhere near That's him fucking serious shit. so then i had to go which meant i had to run audio the camera the lights i had like i was doing all of it and it was a pain in the ass yeah it was a right pain in the ass but we got some pretty cool shots um I I, del- I shot one shot through a mirror, so it was nice because like I was right next to the actor, but you can't see him, see me at all. And then I in that Did scene, you shoot it from an angle or oh yeah, it had a nice little angle to it. And then uh, I got to do some special effects while doing audio and the camera 
in that uh, shot. Well, it's like uh, practical effects. <laughs> oh, yeah, very practical because uh, he was supposed to get start to get his cho- uh, choked by his tie, and the bottom of the tie was just out of like from the where the camera shot could see in the mirror. So I reached down like I'm trying to look at the audio because that actor uh, bottom like he maxes out easy. So I have to check, keep checking the audio when he's on. Uh, I was checking the camera to make sure I wasn't on camera. Grab his tie, pull it up, and at an angle that I never got into the shot, but yet looked realistic enough like it just did it on its own. And oh, then, which was really hard, too, because when you're only half paying attention, the bottom of his tie ends at his crotch. And I didn't want to make that mistake and just yank on that. That would have been a whole different movie. You grabbed the wrong tie. I'm like, oh, and he's like, oh, hey, and I'm like, oh, hey. <laughs> you both like it. And then we just keep going. We're like, we'll need some privacy, guys. <laughs> Oh, uh, I mean, we, you've already gotten that far. You might as well continue, right? It might as well. I mean, you're, well, you're there. If you're both into it and <laughs> it's mutual. Uh, no, that sounds cool. I I like doing special effects stuff myself. Um, like years ago when I shot Fun Shack for my thesis for school, I did all the practical effects stuff for that, but it was a freaking nightmare because when you have to apply like a bunch of latex and nose and scar wax and all that stuff, it's just a lot of people standing around waiting for the makeup to get done instead of having somebody to do it while you're doing the other shots. So it, that turned into a fucking nightmare. Oh yeah. It's we've done like, we've had so many things. Like I've learned so many different skills just by doing this movie stuff. Cause like for the first date I was just helping writing and, you know, organizing people. And then, you know, obviously now you're full blown directing. Sale. Yeah, now it's like I've I've friggin' directed some shots. I've I've uh, done audio because like when we got the audio equipment, I was like, oh, I gotta learn how to do audio. So I just kind of learned as I went. Um, I did some special effects. Did you run into any as like directing? Did you run into any interesting situations? Like obviously you're out of your comfort zone because you're used to Mike being there or whatever. So you have someone to relay ideas off of bounce back and forth. Like if someone gives you input, or whatever, but like, Hey, this shot would be cool. But now you're just doing everything. And did you run into any inputs where maybe the actor, um, you felt wasn't portraying the right emotion or actually I got pretty lucky. Uh, the people that were, we were filming those scenes where they're really good. Uh, right. Paul, McGinnis, who I'll swear by at any time. Like, he's going to be in every movie we ever make <laughs> until he gets too big for us. Uh, he's actually writing our, our script for Dingus Day. And uh, he so he's good. He knows what he's doing. And then Dom and Sarah are amazing. And Dom actually helped me out by fig- helping me figure out where to get some of the shots from. Uh, since Mike was sick he and he went, needed to shower and everything, he just packed up all the stuff that, for me to take and left it outside, like, out. Uh, on his stairs for me and i get all the way out there and he didn't put the casters for the tripod oh so the decision was made that the tripod is just every every shot is going to be just stable right where it was i couldn't couldn't move it around and everything because i couldn't work the audio and carry the camera and not have it look janky as fuck so golden i like how you said you got all the way there you literally live 10 feet from Mike's house? No, no, we didn't film at my house. Oh, <laughs> we, we, oh you mean when you got the equipment? I, all yeah, the, I got the oh, equipment. Oh, I thought you when you got all the way to Mike's. No, <laughs> no, I got to Mike's and I like I loaded up the car and then I drove out to where we were filming, mm. which was 45 minutes away. <laughs> gotcha. So I'm like, oh, well, I don't have this stuff. And I'm like, all right, well, we're going on without it. And then Paul got, Paul had moved since the last time we filmed his scenes. 
and his costume was in storage in a, in a storage unit. And he thought he had gotten all the right stuff. He got the right shirt, but the jacket, while similar, wasn't the same. So we had to work around that. So it's just like a wardrobe outfit? <laughs> yeah, but okay. it was like we already shot the other scenes and so at a location that we probably can't use again. Continuity on it. Yeah, so gotcha. he just he's just like, well, I'll just have this over my my arm when I walk in, and then I'll throw it down, and then it'll seem like, you know, yeah, I put it on when we went in the basement, which is at a different house. And then we want to try to get Just as don't much. Don't actually edit that part out. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so hopefully, and then you know, the nice thing is, is that Mike still does all the editing. So that's one thing I don't have to do. And, right. and which is funny too, because like when people find out that we make movies, they'll start asking me questions like, "Oh, what uh, editing suite do you use?" I'm like, I don't know. I don't. I don't do that. <laughs> I was like, Mike does the technical stuff. I do the people stuff. <laughs> gotcha. It, it's good to have that. You know, like that balance. I think. Well, looking forward to seeing that when that finally comes out. Any idea when you might wrap on that? Uh, we're really close, actually. We have one set of scenes that we have to do with Michael Hare, which are the priest scenes, because you know, every good haunted house movie, you need priest scenes. Sure. Uh, then we have just a few little pickup shots, honestly. Uh, then Mike's got the fun of trying to stitch together a bunch of things at different places and make it work. I mean, that's not on me. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> and then once, like, once he gets that... That set, like once we have everything filmed and he's piecing it together, uh, that's when I'll go about finding uh, where we're going to do our premiere, uh, who we can get to distribute. Uh, one thing that was, we were thinking about doing is basically going to Family Video, finding out the distribution company that produce, like puts in a lot of movies that are there, like the low-budget stuff, um, and just getting a hold of them because I'll sell the shit out of my movie. There is a, um, I'm trying to think, you can upload your movie to Amazon yourself. I think there's a fee or whatever, but then you get like money per click or whatever or something yeah. like that. I just know that like when you do like, they have so many strict things. That's why when we went with, um, our distributor last time and they did the Amazon and all that, that was better. Cause they know like what's needed, like what. Because then I know I've talked to some other people and like Amazon just pulled their movie out of nowhere because for well, whatever like yeah I think if it's contractual or, like or something but if you upload it yourself you partner with Amazon so it's something to look into you know, yeah maybe let Mike know about it again um, I don't know the details behind it plus like whoever we go with we need to uh, do a physical distribution again too because I really like having our own DVD right. Okay, so uh, I'm trying to think of anything else I've watched. Uh, just Dude, I'll tell you, Misfits, like anybody I've talked to about Misfits, they're always like, oh, the first two seasons are great, but then after that it goes downhill. And, I mean, I can see the problem is because they've slowly killed off all the characters that started right. on the show. Like at this, at the point that I'm at now, none of the main characters were there when it started. But... Like then they replaced my favorite character, but honestly they replaced him with another a new favorite. Like he, this guy is fucking hilarious. Tyler Lemayne. I, I wish. <laughs> uh, but like this guy, like he's just. And I'm trying to think. He was. I want to say he was in Preacher. This is one of the other things mm. he's in. But he he plays this fucking like he's just like. It's hard to explain. He he's just like a piece of shit, but he like is proud of his piece of shitness. Gotcha. Like that he's just who he is. And it's funny because his power is 
he he's like makes here's multiple copies of him, but they each have their different personalities. So he kind of has a Jamie Madrox thing going on. Yes, multiple like, man, all different personalities. Oh, all different um, personalities. And he's he's set to it. Like he only has like when you meet him, there's only two of them. There's the guy that's just a piece of shit or whatever. Then there's the other one that's like a nice guy, touchy feely, all that stuff. Like hmm. is still pining over the girl he lost his virginity to, kind of thing. Gotcha. And then like there's an episode that you that you find out there's a third one, and he gets out. He was in jail. <laughs> oh shit! So then and like when he takes over, like if they all when they all connect, usually the piece of shit guy is in charge. But when they all connect this time, it's that guy, and he's horrible. Like he's and like he's going after this one girl. Is he she, the main? I don't. They never really say for sure who the main ones are or whatnot. But he, you know, he he dies. <laughs> yeah. Like oh, this woman shit. kills him because he's like he explains that he just <laughs> he, he likes to hurt people. Like that's his thing. So she ends up killing him. But and I was like, oh my god, are they, is this it for that? But the characters, the other two ones, are still good. So oh. well, maybe this was a way to kill off someone and still have them on the show. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny though because you got like the one guy who's really sensitive and he's sharing a body with this guy who was a piece of shit. So like when you first meet him, he's banging this girl, and then they're like it's the next morning and he's in the bathroom and his other ver- his other self comes out. He's like, what? he's like, oh, what have you done? And he's like, oh, I shot you right in the ass. <laughs> He's like, you didn't use protection. <laughs> so, like, it's so funny, like, watching that. And then they start fighting, like, in the bathroom. The girl's like, what's going on in there? <laughs> that was pretty funny. Actually, I forgot. I have been watching Altered Carbon, finally, on Netflix. Did you watch that at all? I have not. It's pretty good. Uh, just a, a quick synopsis here. It's basically, in the future, they have these discs they can put in their neck. I can't remember the fucking name, what they call it now, but it stores, like, your consciousness, and you can put it into other sleeves, which are humans and stuff. Like, if if you die, they can take that out as long as it doesn't get destroyed, put on people. And there was this, uh, I guess he was, like, a political terrorist for people that used sleeves and stuff like that. And he gets brought back 250 years later because he was just really good at what he did. But this rich guy, one of his clones was murdered. So he's trying to investigate that and he gets wrapped up in this huge fucking conspiracy that like more shit keeps unwinding and stuff. It's really good. And it's, it's interesting. I got about two episodes left, but I definitely think that would be right up your alley being a sci-fi guy and everything. Yeah, I'm going to have to check it out because I think I'm getting towards the end of Misfits. So Yeah, I think this is 10 episodes altogether. I think I've watched the first eight so far. All right. So it's an American show. Yeah. Because American show, like, the first season is usually like 10 episodes. And then after that, it goes to like 12. Yeah, the, this was a Netflix Netflix exclusive show. Whereas the British, I think their first season, they're like three. You get three episodes. Yeah, depending on the series. Yeah, <laughs> three hour and a half episodes like Sherlock or Dracula. Three three episodes and get the fuck out. Yeah. Nobody likes you. Oh, well. Peace. <laughs> Dude, I'm watching Dairy Girls now. We decided to start watching Dairy Girls. Is that about girls from Dairy, Maine? It's from about girls from London Dairy. Okay. Which is a, I, an that was Irish. King joke. Right. It was. It was it, it, I wish it was about girls from Dairy. <laughs> uh, it's about these girls from this this town in Ireland. And they go to an all-girls school, and it's just like when the girls are talking, I can. Is understand this like a them. Gilmore Girls thing? 
No. Okay. Oh, no. Uh, well, that, that's that kind of what it sounded like when <laughs> no, you were talking about, like, maybe his wife roped him into watching this. She did, but it's definitely not. Gilmore, Gilmore Girls is very family-friendly and whatnot. Oh, this is not. Oh, no. No, no, no. Okay. First episode, basically, the nun walks in to these girls in detention, and the one and the boy, because it's, it's kind of funny because it's an all-girls school, but there's a boy going there because he... I don't, it's his uh, cousin goes there, and so then they have him going there or whatever. But, like, at one point he's walking around going, Where, where's the men's room? And they're like, there isn't one. It's an all-girls school. So he's like, well, then can I, one of you guys, you know, let me into one of the girls' rooms? And they're like, no, you perv. Hmm. And then, like, when they're all getting in trouble because they threatened a first-year girl who then they were scared because they threatened How her. How did they threaten her? They like, threatened to kick her ass. Okay. And then she's like, okay, but she's like, I'm going to bring my was sister. Was there a specific reason or just bullying? Uh, it was because she was a first year and they were trying to bully a first year girl. Gotcha. And then they found out that her older sister is someone known as Big Mandy, who was like a fucking gorilla. So they're like, never mind. Oh, shit. But like they're in the head headmasters or whatever, the head nun's office. And she's he's like... Since this is an all-girls school, can I use the men's staff facility? And she's like, no. So then and then she gives them all detention. He's in detention going, I'm in so much pain. Like, he has to pee. The nun that's running detention steal, like takes the one girl's lipstick, takes the other girl's di- diary, and she's reading it. And then all of a sudden she lays her head down, and they're like, oh, she's sleeping. So the dude goes over, starts pissing in the garbage can. The one girl's going to escape. The other girl's trying to get her lipstick back out of the purse, and then the other girl finds out that the nun's dead. Oh. So she's, like, picking up her head. And Murdered going, dead? Like, 98 years old, died. Okay. <laughs> so she, like, picks up her head, and she's just like, she's like, isn't it lovely how she sleeps with her eyes open? And then the head nun walks in, and, like, all this stuff's going on, and she's just like, what? <laughs> and... All, like, oh, all the parents show up, and they're like, we, and the head nun's like, we need to get to the... To find, you know, to the bottom of this and find out why, how, you know, what happened and how she died. And the one girl's like, well, how old is she? And she goes, she was 98. And she goes, do, do you guys think maybe that has something to do with it? And the one father goes, struck down in her prime. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just fucking hilarious. Like, it, it's actually really funny. But, like, when the parents talk, I can't fucking understand. Because, like, the, the, one, the on mother it? is very Irish, like. And she talks fast, and it's very... You have trouble understanding the accent. Just just at that speed, yes. Yeah. And especially because, like, half the words she's saying aren't real fucking words. You know, I'm just saying. Oh, it's like Irish slang. Oh, yeah. It's funny. Ironically, you just reminded me. I've been watching Jack Ryan as well. Have you checked that out? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've actually seen... I saw both both seasons. This one with uh, Jim, right, from The Office. Or am I thinking of the wrong... Show. Wait, maybe it's not called Jack Ryan. Because that, that's not the show I'm talking okay, about. Hey, there's the one that's Jim from The Office that he uh, plays the character. Hold on, give me one second here. <laughs> also, well, you're saying that because you did oh, bring... Oh, Jack Taylor. Jack Taylor. Okay, no, I've not seen that. I was like, I saw uh, Jack Ryan. I was surprised you watched it. It's it's a private investigator uh, in Ireland, and he used to be part of the guard. Okay, and he was a respected member, kind of a fall from grace type situation. Uh, it's a it's a really good show if if you like PI stuff and murder investigations and someone shoveling outside. I hope that's not getting picked up. 
Um, <laughs> I think it is. Yeah. So, anyways, there was the episode recently that I had watched where he... The episodes are about an hour and a half long, but it's not a three-episode series at all. <laughs> He's investigating this... He gets hired by this lady to investigate a murder that's happened, uh, or suicide, and it goes back through this history about this nun that was named Lucifer, and she was terrible to these girls at at, uh, at Catholic. Well, her name school. was fucking Lucifer. That was what the girls called her. <laughs> oh, okay. that wasn't her actual name. I was like, the Cause fuck? Because I know yeah, that when nuns evil. take take on the habit, they give they change their name. Oh, do they? To yeah, to usually to like a saint, yeah, or whatever. saint stuff okay. like that. So I was like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. She changed her name to Lucifer. Like, how the fuck did You're you like, see Jesus, that coming? Why did you let this happen? <laughs> Uh, oh Jesus! <laughs> no, like she she was cruel. Like she put a cigarette out on one of the girls' necks, and in the beginning part of it, these girls get caught staying up at nighttime eating chocolate. And those bitches. So she makes the one girl stay outside and say a bunch of hail marys in the rain, and she gets pneumonia and dies, and completely unfazed. But it kind of goes into a whole sort of revenge type situation without spoiling too much, but it's an interesting show and I, I really do like it a lot, but you have to like the private eye investigation type mystery things or you might yeah, find it. Boring. I like noir. I, I still to this day like I keep every now well, and then Well this is set in modern well like well, two thousand Well I mean like the uh private eye type yeah, yeah. Type, when I say noir I don't mean like, I think you, you would know, like this show a lot. There was there's a movie that I every now and then Something comes up that makes me think about it, and then I'm always like, oh, I'm going to try to find it, and then I never do. Uh, and it stars Dennis Hopper. Okay. And it's it's like, imagine Roger Rabbit, but instead of it being cartoons, it's magic. So he's a detective, private eye, in a world where everyone uses magic, and he oh, refuses shit. to use magic. And I want to say, like, his fucking character's name is Lovecraft, or else it was based on Lovecraft. No, but, I, I know what you're talking about. That's a good movie. Yeah, and it's like I saw it one time, I think, like on USA or HBO or some shit, like when I was younger. And I always want to watch it again because I remember it was pretty good. Witch Hunt. Witch Hunt, yes. Yeah, that is a great movie. I wonder if that's streaming. Let me let me check <laughs> on uh, JustWatch.com. Which, if you don't know about JustWatch.com, they just incorporated... Uh, go watch it and a bunch of other sites so they have a they have a pretty good uh database of what's streaming and they keep it pretty current so if you're ever like hey i wonder if this movie's streaming you just go to justwatch.com type it in justwatch.com does not sponsor the show they should however if they would like to we are horrors from no we, we have no sponsors we're we're not there yet we will be someday right oh yeah we, we love sponsors Sponsor us. Pay us money to talk about cool things. Yeah. Like, e- even if you're Taco Bell, we will talk about your tacos and which ones are best to eat while streaming. I will talk about your tacos while eating your tacos. <laughs> uh, I think it was from the 90s, right? Um, It was 1994, and I'm going through the top build cast, and I can't believe some of the people that are in this. It's not streaming. Romeo from uh, Boondock Saints 2. Is in this. Fucking. Wait, is Romeo from Boondock Saints 2 who you referred to Romeo at from Stung? 
who gets the little yes, bug one on his shoulder? I think so. Because you kept Maybe. calling him Romeo during that episode. Could be. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I think so because that's what I do. No, I know. Debbie, Ma- Debbie Mazer, isn't it? No shit. Uh, Julian Sands, which awesome. I recognize his face, but I can't remember where I recognize him. Warlock. He's, okay, I was going to say, I was like, I knew he was a bad guy in some shit. No, he's he's been in a ton of stuff. He's... Eric B- Bogosian, which again, I recognize his face. Oh, that's why. He was the fucking bad dude in Under Siege 2. Oh, okay. <laughs> Haven't seen that in a while. I love when he gets that bomb or whatever, and it says, you're fucked, and then he yeah. explodes. <laughs> oh, he was also... A guy in elementary. That's why, too. The show Elementary. The you know one where hackers dude was uh, Sherlock Holmes. Modern hackers day dude with Lucy. Holy Lou. shit! Oh, and Blade Trinity. Man, he looks so different. Like he got old, well, obviously, but he did. But I, I think... didn't recognize him from being in Hackers. Now that you mention it, I can see it now. Yeah, it was uh, one of one of her many husbands. Yeah. No that shit. was a that was a weird wedding ceremony too. They wore vials of each other's blood around their neck. Well, that's how you do it. I mean, apparently in Hollywood, you just end up marrying your co-star a lot, right? Like, you have oh, to. Like we we made out on camera. We should probably get married. I think when you get famous, you have to sign a contract and stuff, and that's one of the stipulations. <laughs> <coughs> I'll um, never be famous, and if I do, I'm casting. A lot of really cool people. Yeah. <laughs> did Did you hear about Leonardo DiCaprio saving a life? I did not. So apparently there was a distress call. For, somebody had fell overboard in a cruise ship, and he was one of the only ships. He was on his yacht, of course, but so he had his crew. His Wolf of Wall Street yacht? <laughs> and go out there, and, and they found the guy, and they saved his life. He He was from France. So, but he was out there for eleven hours. Oh damn, he didn't give up. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Also, um, for the joke to come, I thought this was all going to be an elaborate joke. No, no, no. There's no setup for a joke or I anything. Thought it was going to be like, oh, then he was like, "I'm the king of the world," and then he threw her back in. He threw her a, a, a door <laughs> to he, float on. He searched for hours for this guy. Like, I just thought that was pretty cool. You know? I mean, yeah. All the other boats in the areas didn't answer to the, the distress call or anything. So. He was off some island, just yachting, you know, living up it. The hard Hardies. life. Yeah. See, uh, that was, it's funny, though, speaking of Titanic, one of the shows I watch on TV. Uh, I wasn't talking about Titanic. Well, but. I was. <laughs> so I'm going to force this into my thing now. <laughs> no, but I was watching, um, I was watching uh, the show called Schooled. It's mm-hmm. a, a spinoff from the Goldbergs. So okay. it's set in, like, early 90s. And it's the one character from the Goldbergs is now grown up, and she's a teacher, and it oh, goes follows that. Well, this last episode, it was when Titanic came out, so she was super obsessed with Titanic. And um, she forced this guy to come to, like, go watch it with her because she's like, you're so closed off, you know, emotionally. Maybe this is just what you need to remind you that love's a thing. And at the end of it, he's like, this movie, that movie was horrible. He's like, it wasn't true love. Like, she could have fit him on the door. And she's like, no, she couldn't have fit him on the door. So then like, then the science teacher's like, no, she, we could, we can absolutely test this thing. They did it on Mythbusters. And they, yeah, they tested it and like stuff. And it was funny. But then she, she decides that she's going to set up the two, those two teachers together. But the thing is that the one teacher that he's closed off from love, it's because he's obsessed with her and he likes her. And she basically and crushed him. His student. 
No, oh no, she, she's another she's teacher. Another teacher. That's right. Okay. So she like buys them tickets to go see Titanic, and he's like, "Why don't we see this instead?" And it was Fifth Element, and I'm like, "Yes, oh, shit. much better." So that it's yeah. funny because he's a sci-fi nerd kind of thing, and he's like, "This this movie was," it, and they pointed out that it was the, like so similar to Titanic. They're like, "It was a love story. It was action. It had a cruise ship blowing or <laughs> getting destroyed." And I'm like. Oh, it did. And it had Chris Tucker in it. Chris Tucker, who, yeah. That, Should have that, been in Titanic. I love that fucking, I love Fifth Element, like nobody's business. Like, I've oh, watched it so many times. And I love Rush Hour because uh, Chris Tucker makes that movie with Jackie Chan. Oh, yeah, know? absolutely. Um, oh, yeah, Fifth Element, such a great, man, I'm, I'm going to have to it's, go watch that. To me, it's like one of those perfect movies. Like, it's been out for how long? I can still watch it and not 90, so hate it years. at all. Yeah. Like, almost. I still love everything about it. It still holds up. Really well. You still have you have Gary Oldman as the bad guy. Yeah, I mean you have Zeus as the president of Earth. That's awesome. <laughs> Did he play? Oh no, that was Terry Crews in Idiocracy. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine those two as the uh, president vice president combo? That shit's be getting sick. fucked yeah. up. Yep. Uh, speaking of, now I want to see that. I want to see those two like in real life. As president and vice president. I'd vote for him. I don't care what their platform is. <laughs> <laughs> it barely don't matter. It doesn't. If you if you follow Facebook, it, I guess there's no rhyme or reason why people no. vote. Uh, glad Mr. Sir isn't here. We would have gotten an earful on that one. Uh, that's why he really got stuck in his driveway. He didn't want to get in this political debate today. <laughs> so why don't we just get right into... Time travel movies, you have a theory that it has to follow your theory in order for it to work in your brain? Oh, yeah. I it mean, can't write its own rules for it? You know, there's people honking outside, Jesus. They're like, honk if you love titties. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, the big thing is paradoxes. Like, if you do anything that causes something to... It's like if you go back and it's it's considered like the one that they talk about is called the grandfather or the grandmother or whatever a paradox. If you go back in time and kill one of your grandparents before they conceived your parents, now you cease to exist. But if you cease to exist, you couldn't have gone back in time to kill your grandparents, so therefore they're still alive, so now you have become alive. So, so it it's kind of like a Mortal Kombat loop. 11 situation? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> it creates an infinite loop that would destroy all space and time. Have you played Mortal Kombat 11 at all? I think, yes. Destroy line? Yeah. So remember when Johnny Cage gets shot, young Johnny Cage gets shot in the face, it like skins his cheek, and then the old Johnny Cage yes. gets that scar? I don't want to spoil other Which stuff. Which they love doing that. Part. They love yeah. doing that in movies, too, if right. you ever watch. Oh, I yeah, think like Time, time Cop, Cop yeah. did that. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> But see, Time Cop, at least, they try to make rules, and they try to stick to them. Like, you yeah. know, two, two people can Too bad can't. the rules were don't use CGI because CGI sucks at yeah. the, this time. <laughs> but, like, you know, it's like the two people can't maintain the same space at the same time if it's the same person. Like, they, they went with that, and they went, you know, it makes sense. But it, time travel is so tricky. Like, going into the future is not tricky <laughs> because, fuck it, it's not written yet. Right. But the second you start going to the past, you, you went went to be the fucking future careful. and ran into your future self. I mean, technically, then that means that you went back into the past. Because if you don't travel back, then your future self would have But isn't there an alpha timeline in your theory? Don't know. I think I think that future, like, again, past travel is you're a spectator. You can't interact. Future travel, then you can because it hasn't been written yet. 
Okay. So what about Looper? Fucking Looper. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they went more. It made sense. Like they didn't. But it breaks your rule. It does. It, it breaks that theory. But I mean, I think if they don't, I don't remember them doing any paradoxes in Looper. Because like they're what, very careful of that. What happens in Looper is people get sent back through time, and he's waiting there with a shotgun, and he shoots them. Right. And then one guy gets sent back, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays the assassin from the past, and then one guy gets sent back, and he pulls the mask off, and it's Bruce Willis, so he's, who is his future self, so he's looking at his future self. Right. But since Wouldn't that create a paradox? It wouldn't, because it's the future self going, getting sent back and being killed. If he killed his past self, but he doesn't that die. would. Well, I'm saying that's the idea of it is when they close the loop. So as long as you're trying to murder yourself, it's okay? As long as it's your future self, because you can't murder your past self. I think you're being picky if you and murder choosy your past self, this, then you, like you can't Looper. go into the future. It's just the way it is. Then there's like fucking movies like The Lake House. The Lake House so is just a giant So you're paradox. saying it's, it's not like the time cop thing where you can't even just see yourself and you explode? No, I don't think so, because if you think about it, uh, I mean, it's been shown that your cells and everything regenerate and are made new every, like, I think they said, like, every seven years, you're a whole new person than you were seven years ago. So, if you, as long as you're not just traveling back in time, like, two minutes, you're no longer the same, the same atoms. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm really stretching for this one now, but that's because I want to go with my theory. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I'm digging it. I mean, I think it's important that you have to main, you have to do rules for your movie. You have to do rules for your movie, but you also there's certain like the paradox rules are huge. Like that's okay. So what about time travel movies with situations like Hot Tub Time Machine, where you go back in time and you're you're in place of your past self. You have all that energy and stuff. And if you didn't exist yet, you're just there. So it's basically that's more like you are just taking over. Your body. So it's just your consciousness, really, that's time time traveling. However, um, the one kid, I can't remember his name, but he's from the office. He... No, he plays one of the interns, right? Yeah. He goes back in time, and he's not born yet. But his mom gets impregnated. Yes. You mean like in Futurama? Wasn't right. Futurama where Fry, you find out that Fry... Created his his whole bloodline, like he yeah something like up that. His grand, like I his, don't really remember because I think he goes back in time, accidentally kill. Like he's worried that he's going to stop his grandfather from being able to conceive, and like so, like there's things like irradiating his, his sack and all this stuff. He's like, oh god, no! <laughs> and then his grandfather dies. He's like, oh god, I should cease to exist. And then you find out that instead he bangs his grandma. Okay. So he created his. He, it's basically like the snake that's in on itself. Thing in its own tail. Yeah. Like, and I feel like with comedies, though, I'm willing. I'm willing to give a lot more leeway because it's a comedy. Leeway. Okay, but, but like when you're trying to make this rule, serious... now that I think about it, because I guess it. I guess it depends on your, your view of a soul and stuff. If that gets incorporated, because when she gets pregnant, shouldn't he get sucked into that fetus state? He should. Yeah, actually, yes, he should. He should just instantly go. But maybe weird because I know. Um, and this is probably getting in religious stuff. I would say it and from on my the soul is in the from my experience, I know that the LDS Church believes that the soul doesn't enter the body until the moment you're born, or so I've been told by various members. Right. So I mean, it just depends on what uh, religion the director was. I mean, even though 
I don't think instant conception. I don't think there's many religions out there that believe that the second that conception happens, the soul's in there. Right. I feel like they at least, you know, you have to have some semblance of a right. human form. Right. I mean, the, the asshole hasn't even been made yet, and that's all where all my soul is. So, <laughs> at least that was the basis for your soul. Um, okay, what about a time travel movie like Donnie Darko? I mean, obviously there's no interference. Donnie Darko is so fucking trippy. Yeah, it goes into wormholes and stuff if, like that. Oh man, it, when I first got the director's cut, I want to say they had pages from Roberta Sparrow's book. Oh, really? In it, and it explains so much more. Does it really? It, it actually, the movie sticks very close to their rules that were put into that book that they never showed in the movie. They 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 hinted at the book in the movie, but they didn't show you what was actually written. <laughs> so in her book, and it's been a long time since I read the the pages, so I'm trying to remember it all. Like, there's certain things that need that you need in order to ch- to time travel. And there's a it's a metal vessel, it's a spirit guide, and it's a uh, an idol like a large metal like besides your your what you're you know going back in time in, it's like some other big piece of metal or whatever. So hmm. when you look at it, his spirit guide was Frank. Right. His the metal vessel was the the station wagon. And oh, the okay. other big metal thing was the jet engine. Right. That's what yeah, you know, I, I knew the caused jet the whole had thing. To be one. And then if you look too, when he goes back in time, again, it's just his consciousness goes back in time. Mm. And uh it also said in there that if if the timeline has ever changed, nobody nobody will remember it other than the person who changed it. However, they will all have a sense of dread. Like, almost a feeling like you're waking from a dream and you remember it all happening. Oh, shit. But that's it. And that's why, at the end of the movie, you see everybody crying, like, because they're realizing all this stuff that happened. And it, it it's fucking intense. Like, Donnie Darko is probably one of my all-time favorite time travel movies. So, is he stuck in, like, an infinite loop? He's not. He He made a decision. Like, if you think about it, he made the most selfless decision. He realized... All these people's lives were ruined because he lived, because right. he wasn't in his bed. So the first timeline that you see was when Frank you know, tells him, come with me. That was the spirit guide trying to save his life. Gotcha. But he sees all these things. His girlfriend dies. His, you know, his, when you think about it, his mom dies. His she sister does. dies because they were on the plane that the jet engine fell off of. Right. So, which they wouldn't have been on that plane if he would have died, because they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have gone to sparkle motion with you know the fresh death in the family. Right. They, you know, his uh, girlfriend wouldn't have died. Frank wouldn't have died. Like all these things wouldn't have happened. Now, have you read the actual book? I haven't. I didn't. Okay. But it. So I mean, it, that's the thing too that always got me was that like that's a huge decision on him. And he's like, well, if I die, all these people's lives are better. The only thing that was worse for him dying is that Patrick Swayze didn't get caught being a kid toucher. But if you look, he does because so many people have a recollection of it. Oh, they do. Once the timeline changed, so they show that he got investigated. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Because doesn't it show at the end with the cops going in there or something? Yes, because people remember that that happened. Um, 
It was so like I just honestly believe that that whole it's, it's been that a long movie time. is so good. Um, it was funny because I got into me and my my brother Jim got into an argument with our younger brother Joe, who's like a decade younger than us, and we had just watched Hot Tub Time Machine, and then we watched Donnie Darko, and he argued with us for like four or five hours about why time travel didn't make sense in Donnie Darko. And like a day later, we were thinking about it, and he was going off of the hot tub tire machine <laughs> rules. <laughs> but it, it 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 makes sense for him to do that because at the time he was like seventeen or eighteen, and they all take over their minds yeah. in in each case. It's very similar rules, yeah. But it was Donnie Darko too. If you look, I mean, a lot of it's not not time travel; it's dealing with the aftermath of time travel, right? And it, the time travel is just the setup right. for the. Like, they're not, like, because most movies, they'll just fucking travel again, travel again, travel yeah. again, travel again to try to fix all the things you fucked up. Right. <laughs> and I think that's where you get into issues. Is like that, Back er- to the Future. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Like Back to the Future. Um, trying to think of some other. Like, there's some movies that I think do it really well with time travel, and there's movies that do it so poorly. Can you give us a couple examples of each? Um like, poorly, I would say, like, Lake House. If you look, Lake House is an absolute fucking paradox. Really? I felt like that was perfect. Are you you're thinking about the Keanu Reeves Time Machine Mailbox movie? No, I'm not. With Sandra Bullock? That's not the movie I'm thinking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> there is the one where cause she tries to... Uh, what the fuck is that movie? Oh, with the letters. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you figure Back to the Future kind of does a little bit of a paradox, too, because Emmett Brown reads the note that he shouldn't have read. But he never said that that would be the case. He just said it could. That's true. That is true. But, I mean, I, I, again, though, if it's a comedy, I'll give it way more leeway. Right. And uh, Back to the Future is a fucking perfect yeah. movie. Oh, yeah. And I, I once read a book uh, called Time Travel in Einstein's Universe where the guy explains. And the guy the guy is, like, a scientist and everything. But he's really good at explaining in the book things at a more basic level, like, for someone who didn't fucking study quantum physics. So like a lot of times he'll go, he'll refer to movies for like different time travel theories. And he'll be like, in this movie, that's how they did. And there's one, and I can't remember the name of the movie, but I want to say it starred Christopher Reeves. But the guy theorizes that if he surrounds himself with only things from a certain time period. Yes. And he thinks really hard. It has Jeff Daniels in it as well. Yeah. And then he can travel back in that time. And then I guess, at one point, like, well, this is all going good. He reaches into his pocket. He pulls out a penny, and it was made after that time, so it snaps him out of that time. Right. Um, yeah, because I remember, I remember him looking at the piece of paper with the date on it, putting it in a shirt pocket, and like concentrating on it. Mm-hmm. At one point, the hell also another one that I liked the way movie. they did was. Um, you say uh, that was a bad Butterfly example, effect. or no? Example. I guess it was good. I haven't seen the movie in forever. Yeah, me so I, can't remember. I watched it when I was a kid. It was one of the ones that was brought up in that book, though. Uh, butterfly effect. I think that's one of the ones that's good with so showing how every little thing you can do can fuck up something right. in time. Right. And he like all he does is just fuck the it up. first one though. There is oh yeah I don't ugh. the second one's pretty bad. There is a deleted scene that they should have. I feel like they should have never deleted from Butterfly Effect. The and, alternate ending and the alternate ending. Yeah. Because yeah. it makes so much more it's sense. It's in the director's cut. Uh yeah, and the director's cut because the the one scene is when they he him and his mom go to uh fortune teller and she tells him that he shouldn't even exist right and the mom freaks out and he's trying to figure out why and she says well because you're like the fourth child i've had they all keep 
dying. I keep having a miscarriage. So then when he, in the director's cut, the alternate, the original ending. It's not even like miscarriages, right? It's like they're, they're, they're born strang- dead. They're right? born dead, strangled by their own umbilical cord. Right. So in the direct, the original ending, which was, I, and I always give credit to any director that's willing to end dark. Right. I, and he, this one did. It ended so dark because he To went, an extent. Sometimes I feel like it's done cheaply to make the yeah. movie or character feel more important. I don't like that. Yeah, I think this one was the perfect, like, how it should have been. It's like he basically realizes the only thing he can do to not fuck up everyone's life is to kill himself. So he wa- goes back in time to when he was in the womb, and they show the baby wrapping the umbilical cord around its neck. Right. And I think, like, that was really well done. Um, I think that's the ending they should have gone with, not the, he says something to a girl and then she moves, so she moves away. Like, yeah. I know. And that movie was pretty cool because it set up rules and then put situations that made it difficult. Like, for example, when they're doing the TNT in the mailbox and the the lady's going to get it with the baby and he mm-hmm. runs up and then he flashes back to the future and he has no arms because they blew off because he was trying to but his whole thing was that he could time travel because he wrote in journals and stuff like that and at that point there's no journals to go off of but then he learns an interesting tidbit about his father right <laughs> yeah it's it, it it's really i thought it was really good um because they do stick to like a lot of the rules plus it kind of shows that whole thing like you don't know what one little action in your life can cause to happen yeah and it goes back to the Ray bet the ray bradbury story right the butterfly effect right. or whatever it's called with where they go in time and they step off the path and they actually step on a butterfly which is good the movie was horrible there was a movie they made on that oh did they i want to say it starred um started someone famous but it was like so hokey done i was remember it seeing like when i was in the 70s or no and i want to say it was like ben kingsley was in it oh really but it was like one of those ultra low budget movies where like you hire one big name and he doesn't have to interact with anybody. He just kind of does his acting and they put it into the movie. Um, So just to give you an example of what I'm talking about when they kill off like a main character or make the main character go crazy at the end of the script for the original clerk script. Have you heard about this? Uh, Kevin Smith. I saw the original ending. Had it. So Dante got shot at the end of it. Which killed. would have meant no clerks too. Yeah, and it, it, it was a silly ending. Just to, you know. it, it really was. It was, and I'm and I'm glad that he noticed. He realized that that was too dark. Like, well, he sent the script to because he went up to college in Vancouver for filmmaking for a little bit, and he sent the script to his professor up there, and he said, "You have to change the ending," which was a good call because that movie shouldn't have gone that dark. I mean, that movie's lightning in a bottle to begin with. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> I still remember the first time I saw it, my buddy's like, we got to watch this movie. I've heard so much about it. And he put it in, and I'm like, oh, it's fucking black and white. But then I'm like, dude, this movie's fucking amazing. Okay, so have you watched Frequently Asked Questions about time travel? I have not, I don't think. That's on HBO Now? Somewhere in Time, Or by the way, is the time, time travel movie. Okay. I found it. 1980. <laughs> it's called Somewhere in Time. And it's it's about Ray Bradbury, or is that the one with Jeff Daniels? That's and... the one with Christopher Reeves. And Jeff Daniels is in that movie too, right? I'm looking. William H. Macy is apparently. So it's George Went. Did they remake that or something? Because I remember watching a, a time travel movie with Jeff Daniels doing the same thing. Yeah, because it may have, because yeah, I don't see Jeff Daniels in here. But I feel like it was an 80s movie. William H. Macy, that's crazy. 
And George went, you know, Cliff, or not Cliff, uh, Norm. Norm, Norm. Cheers. yeah. Norm! Norm! So what about time travel movies where it doesn't fix the timeline, it just creates an alternate reality? Uh, you mean like, like sliding doors? Sure, like Back to the Future. Uh, comic example would be Age of Apocalypse or any other Marvel thing. That... Right. Uh, I mean... It, it, it's tricky. It, it's always tricky when they go into that stuff. It's like I like seeing the stuff, and it, and but then it goes into the whole alternate universe. Fucking, you know, you're now you're going into Marvel Comics. What if, which yeah. is every last little fucking plan makes something different. Right. And sometimes I like the what ifs where everything ends up correcting itself. Sometimes I like the ones where it's like, oh, this is all fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but what about in the case of Back to the Future? Like Back to the Future again though, like they they change it and they even show like he even explains in the first one that you can't you can't you have to jump back to before you made the alternate timeline, otherwise you're still in the alternate timeline. Well, they explain that in the second one. Was it the second one? I thought yeah. it was in the first one where he wanted to go. Oh yeah, you're right. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it just those movies blur together. The first <laughs> they and do second well because they made them all right at the same and, time, and there's overlap between them as well with the timeline stuff. Cause remember he's trying to stay out of sight. Of yeah. His... Of his other fucking self. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> but I mean, well, cause that does make sense. Like you have to jump back before the event happened otherwise. And I think right. they did the same thing in Endgame. Like they oh, had to realize time when movie, you're right. <coughs> that whole fucking five years thing in Endgame is such a waste of fucking time. I like how they I like how they covered it in Far From Home. What was it? Or was it Homecoming? Oh, it Which was Homecoming. Was? Or Far From Home. Far, Far From, from Home. home. Yeah, where yeah. they said, like, it was fucking weird because some of them, blip, like, they, they called it the blip. And they're like, there's people that came back after five, like, no, no time but five years had gone by. And now, now there's people that they were older than that are older than them and all that right. stuff. And but it's like, how do you handle that? That movie kind of didn't make sense because some people didn't blip. And they still look the exact same age. Well, yeah, because it's still actors. <laughs> no, but no, I know. But at an age in high school, like your body changes pretty. Oh rapidly. yeah, they they should have absolutely just completely cast new people because you can't. Yeah. Even though I think was it like five years since the movie came out, so they probably were five years. Doesn't uh, Peter's friend Ned or whatever say, "Peter, you're back," but still looks the exact same age? I think so. No, no, his, his friend Ned was a blip too. He was, yeah, because all the ones that were in his class were were ones that blipped, sure except that? for the one that was, uh, <coughs> except for the one that was like the super athletic guy, nice guy that everybody loved, except for Peter because Mary Jane liked him, and or not Mary Jane, Liz, Gwen. Liz, eh, all the fucking loves of Spider Man drive me nuts. <sighs> I mean, and. The whole time I was watching Fire From Home, all I was thinking was Bruce Campbell would have made such a great Mysterio. I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal did a good job. He did. But, God. You got to get off the Bruce Campbell Bruce Campbell thing. was supposed to be Mysterio. In that movie? And Sam Raimi had originally planned to make the Spider fourth Spider-Man movie was supposed to be Mysterio. And he had all the plans written for it to be Bruce Campbell, which then would have played into the fact that you see Bruce Campbell in all the other movies. And that was going to be all the same character. It was all Mysterio. Right. Just following Peter Parker's life. 
I mean, that's easy for him to say after the fact. No, he had sketches and all that stuff. Oh, really? and like, but fucking Sony fucked it all up. Yeah, like, like movie production companies Venom do. Because he was pissed about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and all the people out there that hate Spider-Man 3, it was Sam Raimi got sick of fighting the studio. And he said, fine, you want all this stuff? I'll put it all in there. Here's your shit show. It drives me crazy how much Mr. Sir likes that movie. That's his favorite Spider-Man movie. <laughs> because of that fucking dance sequence. All because of that emo Spider-Man? No, he hates that movie just as much as I do. Everyone hates that movie. <laughs> I was. I remember how upset I got when they said the uh, casting for Venom. And I was like, yeah, Eddie it, Brock it, was a fucking gorilla. Yeah. You're going to cast a, a fucking 80-pound weakling? It, it wasn't even that. Two completely different types of personalities. Oh, yeah. Like, he wasn't... Eddie Brock wasn't a slime ball, you know? He was a meathead. Right, but, like, they played Topher Grace to be the slimy, backstabbing reporter type. Well, I mean, didn't he get... I mean, in the original comic books, wasn't it that his... The reason he hated Peter Parker was because he did post an article about Spider-Man... Eddie Brock did, and like Peter Parker showed that it was fake, and it ruined his career. But it wasn't quite that slimy. But or his photograph, he used a fake photograph or something like that. I can't remember. It's been a little bit since I read those comics, and my Marvel Unlimited subscription right now. I didn't renew it this year. (laughs) (laughs) I just wasn't reading it enough. I was only reading like Immortal. It doesn't matter. Um. So okay. So what? are the ultimate taboos that you can't do when you time travel. You can't, you can't kill any, or, you know, do anything that would have caused you not to travel back in time, which is, um, have you ever watched the time machine? The, yes, the new one, the new one. I haven't watched the new one. I don't know how it might even be the newest one, but the one with, um, what's his face from memento. Yeah. I I haven't, um, in it, I can't think of his name. Guy it, Pierce. Yeah, Guy Pierce. There you go. He and I think I'm not sure how close. I don't think I've ever read actually the Time Machine by H. G. Wells, but he travels oh, really? back in time because, like, basically his wife dies and he becomes obsessed with time travel to save her life. Finally, perfects it. Goes back in time, saves his wife. Comes back to the, you know, then he's like spending this time with her, and then she gets run over by a carriage and killed. Right, and he's trying to like so now he's can't figure out he can't do anything to save his wife's life. She keeps dying, so he gets basically gets frustrated with it and goes forward in time, where you meet the Morlocks and all this right, stuff. And yeah. the one guy tells him he's like, "Well, of course you can't save her life. It was her death that caused you to pursue time travel. If she doesn't die, you don't make time travel." So with that one, they they do a paradox, but they also have kind of like Final Destination, where death fixes the mistakes. You know, the timeline will always correct itself. And I think, like, you know, if you do that, then that makes more sense. But, but what, if, what if the splintered timeline thing comes into play? Then you can kill your past self because you, in the other timeline, you still exist. I just feel like that makes too many, too many. And then you have a crisis on Infinite Earths and Superboy Prime is fucking hanging around and he's a little <laughs> whiny bitch. He is a whiny bitch. <laughs> Half the DC universe dies. <laughs> More than half, wasn't it? Because like they yeah. figured out, like I just they remember the part with every him fucking universe. Supergirl because it was like shocking to the core. And then they wrote him to where half the time he was a badass, half the time he was a crybaby. Yeah. Fucking Superboy Prime. So that is that like your number one? Is that like the only thing you can't do when you time travel? Well, I mean, I just think that's the huge one. That's the big one. That like, no matter what rules you write in a time travel movie, if you don't 
answer the paradoxes, then I, I'm just taken out of it. Okay. Like at least like you have said, an the time machine does recently. The not recently. I don't. I mean, well, within like the last twenty years, Mega ago. Time Squad. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, but again, that's a comedy, so right. I give it more leniency. But it, I think, with the Mega Time Squad thing, it it's not that it's his past selves. They all are selves that exist at the same moment. But the second he stops himself from going back in time so that he can talk to that self. He would no longer exist because now because he, he's the one that. But it goes back, back to the moment when he split, right? But then, so they're all splitting. So they're so all now existing. That's just making the, alternate you're, you're, you're duplicating. It's like merging alternate universes. That's crazy. I didn't. I mean, I like the movie, and we'll get into. I, I'm sure we'll get into it when Mister yeah. Sir. But that fucking it killed me. The par- it just kept being paradox after paradox. I'm like, God damn it! <sighs> this is why. That's why the only saving grace for for time travel is that it's geniuses that are going to figure out time travel. <laughs> you can't give an idiot the fuck. Like, and I think that may actually make a really good movie. If you make it, give an idiot a fucking time machine. We'll call it. If you give an idiot, Hot a time, time machine. machine. I, I feel like, yeah, but like real, like real, just dumbass. Just let him go. Watch him do. Dumb do you have shit. examples of what you're thinking? Like he just messes up completely. Just everything fucks or, up everything. Like bumbles through. Like it would be like the opposite of Forrest Gump. Like if like if Lloyd and Harry from Dumb and Dumber went back in time. Yes. <laughs> or have you ever seen the show Idiot Abroad? Like they do yes. that, but in time. Yeah, yeah, with Ricky Gervais. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just somebody that is just bad at everything and be like, here, go back. And like he somehow fucking gets a time machine and just goes back and it's like, oh. Because <laughs> gotcha. I think the only things that have ever covered that have really covered in going into the future. They send idiots, you know, like Futurama was pretty much an idiot sent into the future. Idiocracy. Idiocracy, but he wasn't the idiot. It was just... Yeah, it was, yeah. He was the fish out of water because he was a normal guy that became the smartest guy on earth because... The beginning of that movie, when they explain why... It made so much sense. (laughs) Where, like, they showed how anti-Darwinism basically is what it was because they're like... The problem is the smart ones are saying, well, they hold off on having children, so they don't create more smart children. And then the worst cases of society are just popping out 20 kids. I love when... They can't figure out why all the crops are dying, and he's like, "Because you're using Gatorade." He's like, "Gatorade's got the, it's got electrolytes that plants crave." And then he keeps saying, "You got to give them water." And he's like, "What? Like from toilets?" Oh, <laughs> uh, what the hell is the name of the guy? Uh, I can't think of it. He's from Employee of the Month and stuff like that. And he's he's right in the beginning. He appears in his apartment out of the time capsule. Is that like Dane Cook? No. He was the employee of the month or he's he's the bad guy in employee of the month. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. Like Dane uh can't remember his name. He's married to the or is he just in the show? No, he's the one that isn't he the one that's married to Kristen Bell? Maybe. I think I want to say not sure. Um But I just I just love that part. It's this is a prime example of how fucked the future actually is when he wakes Dick up. Dak Shepard. Yep, Dak Shepard. And, and he is married to Kristen Bell. He's like in the commercials and everything with her, too. Oh, no shit. I think. I think they're married or else they're just in a lot of shows together. Yeah, married. Spouses. Two children. So, he's, he scored that. <laughs> Way to go, Dax. Okay. All-time favorite time travel movie? Uh, it's probably Donnie Darko. 
honestly. More I, than I, like I think, Back to the Future. I mean, I love Back to the Future, and it's like a real good, feel good movie. But I feel like Donnie Darko is just like soul crushing, and it's it's good. That and I mean, Butterfly Effect. I love. I know a lot of people. I feel a lot of people don't, but yeah, I I, I, I really like that movie a lot. Like I watched it so many times because again, it's so fucking dark. Right. And like it, and, and I like the fact that he has, for the most part, good intentions. Like he's trying to make everything better, and it just always fucking makes things worse. But didn't Interstellar have time travel in it? It did. I because of the like fourth dimension type of stuff. You didn't like Interstellar. I honestly didn't. It bored the fuck out of me. No shit. Like I tried to get into it, and I'm like, this. Is, it just bored the shit out of me. Okay. Fair enough. Fifth Element. Fifth Element, I fucking love, but that. Does that that doesn't have time travel? Oh yeah, what the hell am I thinking? <laughs> I was like, I mean, I'll watch, I'll I watch fucking Fifth Element over and over again. But <laughs> I got, I, I like, got. There's no time travel. Those movies combined. All right, m- movies to avoid for time travel. Lake House, always Lake House. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that fucking movie. Uh, oh, well, actually, actually, another really good movie for time travel is called Time Crimes. It's foreign. Yes, that, it's foreign and it's weird as fuck. That is a great movie. Um, it's so weird. I, I totally forgot about. Um, uh, it's called Primeval, not Primeval. Uh, Primer. Yes, that is a time. fucking great movie. Time travel movie. I like Time Cop, but just for my own nostalgia, you put yeah, Van Damme in something. Like, I watch it. I think I pretty much like. like I feel movie. like Time Crimes is Mega Time Squad, but a serious version of it. If that makes sense. Yeah, kind of. Like it's a similar idea, like fat, past, future selves all coming together. But whereas Mega Time Squad obviously went comedy and a lot darker, yeah, oh, it went really fucking dark in uh, Time Crimes. But. but all right, well, that's the show. That's all the time we got for today. And then uh, my future self will come back here and talk again. Yeah, maybe we should have ourselves come from the future. We should next week if we perfect time travel. You'll know because there'll be two Goldens and two Anthonys. Right. And uh, we'll leave that up to Mr. Sir. So if it doesn't happen, blame him. Blame him. That means he didn't perfect time travel. Yeah. We we need a time traveling Mr. Sir. So when he gets stuck in his driveway because of the fucking. He can come back and warn himself. Fucking <laughs> lake effect. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Sir, your future self needs to come back and help shovel. <laughs> uh, his driveway is atrocious. He lives out in the boonies. There's no way oh. <laughs> two of them could even do it. But. <laughs> All right. Well, we look forward to talking next week. Uh, next week, I think we're just going to do a double feature because you have your movie picked out, Mr. Yes. Sir has his movie. So we'll, we won't really go much into what we've been watching. We'll just cut it two ways. Um, we'll do Mega Time Squad and Velasa Pastor. I almost said Velasa Dad again. <laughs> <laughs> it made more sense if you're like Velasa Father. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, Blasted Dad makes no sense. It just sounds like a a, a zany family comedy. But Coming I'm... soon from the September Brothers. <laughs> there you go. I'm Anthony. I'm Golden. And keep it real.